Don't be shy. <laughs> These guys are really happy we have a visitor. Well, thank goodness. You laugh like a regular person. The way you fell from the sky, I thought that maybe you were an angel or something. Thank you very much. For I really love stories. I tend to write some on occasions myself. And storytelling is a language that pervades every culture. Stories are also the line where myth and history can sometimes become indistinguishable. Stories can be powerful. They speak to our sense of adventure, of mystery, of awestruck wonder in the face of worlds invented, in the face of worlds discovered. And they can hold dominion not only over our own material reality and world, but the ephemeral world as well. Stories, after all, are the thing of myths and the thing of dreams. They take us to places outside of our quiet realm, lost cities and worlds bathed under the mystique of legends and mythos, from Atlantis and her watery depths to El Dorado, the city of glittering gold. These places speak to our human desires and hopes and dreams, as well as our historical past. A past whose eternal divinity, in our present moment, seems to escape us. But what if a city could fly? My father took that picture from an airship. He loved to fly. It's Laputa, a floating island. An island that floats in the sky? Yep. Most people think it's just a legend, but my dad actually saw it. That's a picture of his airship. Laputa, the floating city of legends described in the Hayao Miyazaki film Castle in the Sky, once home to a great technologically advanced civilization powered by the crystal Ethereum, now a fading memory held onto only by the children mystified enough to be seduced by her magic, children like Patsu and Shita. Patsu is a young orphan in a small mining town, and for him, Laputa isn't simply mythos or a conjured story. It is the living, breathing world, both attainable and real. His father told him as much. As an avid aviator and skybound adventurer, he saw the floating island kingdom for himself, if only for a moment, fluttering in the distance. Returning back home, he documented notes of what he imagined the kingdom to be, the castle and its people, and it was for these fantastical stories of floating cities that he was branded a liar, giving way to his eventual death in misery as no one believed his supernatural discovery. But before his death, he was able to pass down these stories to Patsu, who now clings on to the hope that he could one day adventure himself, venture out and rediscover Laputa as a way of delivering his father from shame. It's in Shida's own presence and the revelation that she too has connection to Laputa that Pazu feels dignified enough to carry on. Laputa is a promise outside of his mortal realm and reality, something now truly worth believing in. In Castle in the Sky, we see a fictionalized version of late 1800 steampunk Europe, a land of industry and pirates, of imperial powers and military might of rulers who wield it with great authority. Patsu is an orphan boy, toiling in the mine shaft, trying to make an honest living in his small mining community. Yet he's fueled by an imagination and ambition, a connection to the mythical aspects of the world that allow him to dream bigger. To dream literally higher. To arise from the depths of the mines up above into the glory of the floating city would speak volumes to his ability to truly fly. 
in one form or another. For Shida, Laputa is real as well. It's her personal history, a last name long forgotten. It speaks to her connection to Laputian royalty, a birthright, an internal destiny and purpose she seeks to rediscover. And so Patsu and Shida's fates are truly intertwined. Another thing expressly made aware to us is how much Shida and Patsu's source of childlike imagination works in stark contrast to the adults who operate within the world of their story. Men whose conquests lie in power, pirates whose ventures lead to gold. Their fascination with both Laputa the Floating City and Shida's Ethereum Crystal is one not of imagination and deep understanding of the divine and mythical, but one based in the concrete power structures of their industrial world. Laputa is a means to an end, a treasure to be coveted, a force to be controlled. And it's in these men's all-consuming want for power that the city they seek to conquer is nearly destroyed. Why am I so enamored with mythos? Well, I think in terms of the way Castle in the Sky depicts myths, there is something truly fascinating about how the lines between the science of the concrete, the knowable and observable, and fantastical ephemeral seem to meet. Mythos is a pattern of beliefs within a group of culture, and they're the foundation not only through which societies of old conceptualize their place in the world or define their cultural truths, but they also speak to our power to tell evocative, moving stories. Stories that speak to our history while simultaneously reaching through to grasp at an uncertain future. For some, these myths are simply fables. Legends and tales used to quell the fears of children too young to understand the hardships and brutality of the material world. But for others, the mythical is as real as you and I. Stories are extremely powerful, and the same force that can make a city float or wake sleeping giants from their endless slumber can cause a child to fly. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, Aoakin Bade. For updates on the show, as well as my other content, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to show monetary support, the Ko-fi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.